On episode 13 of the Goblin Trash Masters, we're going to discuss the recent Pioneer Pro Tour, some March of Machine spoilers, and maybe in something about Snape wives? I'm Kyle, joined by my partner in crime, Anthony. Say hello, Anthony. Always. Okay, let's talk some trash. First topic, breakout decks from the Pro Tour. Let's go. Ooh, oh my God. Can I just, oh my God, it was so great just actually watching the Pro oh, Tour. Again. I loved it. I loved it so much. And it, I, I like, this is like the only feeling I could really equate to watching the Pro Tour and watch and seeing players that, you know, we knew or followed for a while do well and be back. Uh, it's it's like seeing your team winning a championship. It was just great. It was it, it it's so, so good. good. It felt so good. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, spoiler alert: everyone here is a fan of Derek Davis. Derek Davis is not terribly oh, far yeah. from us. He's just in Louisville, mm-hmm. Kentucky guy. Yeah, I swear to God, the whole city of Lexington was in a group chat cheering for him together. Oh yeah, that 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 top eight, that top four against Reed Duke when 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 they were playing, like all of us were just like, oh my god, like just cheering on. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, it didn't spoil alert, obviously, but it's been, it's been a while since like, go, go watch it on YouTube. There were great matches, but Derek Davis lost in uh, the top four to Reduke, who eventually won the whole thing. But I mean, what, what a hell of a tournament for, for him. Pro tour top eight goes to top four played really, really well with a deck that didn't, we didn't really think would, would see play. Mm-hmm. I know I was pretty down on that list. Yeah, I mean, I I was on record here saying that um, Fires of Invention wasn't going to be played <laughs> in the format at all. Like, <laughs> but like Derek Davis playing it is a different beast oh, entirely yeah. mm-hmm. than like a real person playing it. Like he's he's <laughs> that dude is superhuman. I don't understand how he how I I've watched that man just like stack up just risen reef triggers on me in modern (laughs) just like in ways that like just were so precise beautiful super tight player just like very good and also just a great guy to be across the table from oh yeah great great guy yeah rakdos mono green were the most played and only one in the top eight (laughs) yeah only one rakdos mid ended up in the top eight and i don't really think that counts because it's it's shoda he can win with a ham sandwich yeah. Like, <laughs> can can we talk really quick though about again Derek Davis? Love Derek Davis. Mm-hmm. My favorite human being that top eight on the in that top eight, Benton Madsen. Oh my god, was, that dude was fucking hilarious. So good. <laughs> I loved him. <laughs> yeah. He was just. He was just. He was chatty. He was friendly. He was funny. He hit us with the Lamau over like multiple times um it's sad he was playing a villain deck yeah (laughs) but like man i was so i was just like yo this dude is awesome this dude is just so cool absolute absolute delight on coverage and i i just want to say because uh it was the first round of constructed for pioneer he actually played against reed duke round four of the pro tour it was the first pioneer round and he just straight up said like reed i'm so thankful i'm here i'm so happy playing against you like you're one of my heroes this is just a great moment i'm so happy to be back in, like playing actual paper magic and they meet in the finals like you can't write that you better. can't write that shit it's so good i'm so happy this shit is back <laughs> get the fuck out of here remember the titans garbage tier garbage garbage <laughs> absolute garbage miracle I, get out of here <laughs> i don't 
I don't want it. What's the one about the baseball? The, the Field of Dreams. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On dramatic sports movies, I'd probably put the Benton Madsen Reed Duke story arc. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put it just behind a league of their own. And that's. Oh, yeah. Like, that's saying something for me. Like, oh, definitely. I, <laughs> But yeah, like Pro Tour was great. The top eight was was pretty stacked. But um, uh, we 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 talked about it briefly with uh, Enigmatic Fires, the deck that Derek Davis played. Uh, that mm-hmm. was uh, that was your pick for a breakout deck. Like I didn't really didn't think people would play it, but you know you you play what you know, and you know Derek Davis playing uh, five color decks. Uh, I wouldn't bet against it most of the time. Yeah, but uh, my my pick for the breakout, uh, I think you and I agree, and we kind of wanted to talk about two decks instead of just one, but uh, the is a creativity deck that got two people in the top eight and won the event piloted by Reed Duke and G- mm-hmm. Gavin Nassif. This deck came out of fucking nowhere. I mean, it had been floating around on the periphery for ages, right? Yeah, like, it was like, a, oh, it's a creativity deck. It's Teamer. It's is it. It's it's weird. Like people played it, but it wasn't like, I wouldn't think it would be a choice for a whole team at a pro tour. Yeah, it felt very, this feels very much like an FNM deck, right? Like yeah. this kind of feels like your pioneer local weekly. Mm-hmm. You're going to show up with creativity one week and it's going to be kind of cool. But like, I don't, I just, I'm struggling with it because I'm looking, looking at the list. I'm, I'm still logically knowing that it won, knowing that it put two players into the top eight. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking at it and struggling to see what circumstances arose that allowed this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like kind of a shitty thing or whatever, but I'm confused, right? Yeah. And like Reed Duke said in his interview after he won the Pro Tour, he's just like, yeah, it was like the day before I was thinking about playing like, I think he said like Lotus Field or another deck, but you know, yeah, uh, one, of, Lotus Field. Yeah, one of his teammates was like, no, you got to play this. It's the truth. And like the, they're like, they called their shot and, and got rewarded for it. Like <laughs> the, he was just ripping like top deck over top deck playing beautifully and just like you said, it it feels like an FNM meme deck. It's like, okay, yeah. I'll get these two 30 you, uh, gotcha. It's just like, no, you want a whole pro tour with this fucking thing. I mean, I feel like you have to be pretty convinced that no one's no one's playing Tefiri Hero of Dominaria decks, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to be really yeah. confident that those decks are bad in order to show up with creativity, because you're this is not modern creativity. You are not just trying to draw that have four have four mana. Mm-hmm. and when you are you are trying to get to five and you need to manually get those tokens into play and i'm just i'm struggling to imagine a world in which that deck beats dovin's veto i i think because it's not so much like the main deck and then they had sideboard cards to help it i think their sideboard strategy like the the whole team i think it was like team cfb their their whole strategy was like all right we have the combo for game one and then we're just going to take it all out. We're going to be a, is a control deck and put Hullbreaker Horror and a bunch of Shark Typhoons and a bunch of counter spells in our deck and then just go from there. And I think mm-hmm. that's what really got people like throughout the whole day when I watched coverage. And also, I think they just said, you know what? I don't think Azorius Control is going to be a big part of the meta. The disrespect. I know. I'm sorry, Anthony. <laughs> I mean, they were right. They, they were right, right, but the disrespect. Greg Orange, where are you? You're my hero. I need you to come in here and <laughs> and 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 veto some of this nonsense. And but tell the no. people, Dovin's veto. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, I, I just, I think this deck was really, really well positioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it lines up really well against Rakdos and Mono Green. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, is most of the field. It also can go over the top of Mono White. Mm-hmm. Although Mono White's matchup against it's a little better, I'd say, and it's faster and more resilient than Lotus Field, I'd say. Yeah, and you know, it's it's a combo deck like similar to Lotus field, but it has so much interaction and you don't have to like, you know, in a sense, take a turn off when you have to play Lotus field and then go off. Like Lotus field is very mm-hmm. fast, but even when it's like a boreal grazer into the second land, play Lotus field on two and then go off turn three, like they have make disappear. They have fable. Like, I mean, hell impulse was an all-star for them all weekend. I never thought that card would be super, super represented but just them able to dig super far for everything was was pretty great yeah and i think that the presence of impulse in this list might give us a little bit of a hint that this might be an aristocrats type situation where this was the right deck for the weekend but might not be here to stay i I, yeah i mean that's kind of what it felt like it felt like it was it was definitely the right choice for that weekend however if you oh lector are (laughs) (laughs) yeah the Baudelaire reference will land real well Anthony Um, (laughs) if you are planning on playing in RCQs in the Pioneer format you need to understand that even if Enigmatic Fires is as bad the week after the Pro Tour as as Aristocrats was the week after the Pro Tour that does not matter there is going to be some sweaty neckbeard that will play the deck they saw that validated their love for a color combination Mm mm-hmm whether it's right or wrong, they're going to play it. So even if, is it creativity? And I'm not confident, I'm not positive that this is how it's going to play out. But even if, is it creativity becomes unplayable this weekend? I, you have to be ready for it. You have to understand that people are not going to care. They are going to play the cool is it deck that they saw win the Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to have a plan for that. So like me, Mono Green, that two mana Graph Diggers cage artifact guy oh the weatherstone no the man he's all he's oh a the jailer man. the jailer yeah yeah <laughs> he's a man he's a whole man he, he's a man kyle god the disrespect <laughs> <laughs> but like in mono green you kind of have to have access to something like that i'm baffled i'm baffled by this i'm ba- like it's reduke you know <laughs> yeah. reduke's gonna reduke yeah but like Another guy who can win with a ham sandwich. Like, (laughs) yeah, I need, I really need, I really need someone to put this deck together and I need to just play against it a few times and kind of feel where the play patterns are Mm -hmm. with it. Because do I even need the jailer? No, I have access to stone brain and mono green. Yeah. You can just take out the creativities. (laughs) Yes. Also, Karn (laughs) is really good in that matchup because like well, they don't, they can't activate the treasures. They'll still they can still um, creativity for them, but I, yeah, I think you can just like main deck get rid of the combo. <laughs> okay, yeah, I need to play some of this matchup. I need to get a better <laughs> feel for it because uh, something's not adding up. I need to figure out how this man's was able to 
The math ain't mathin. <laughs> the math ain't mathin. I need to figure out how he was able to do what he did. It's super impressive because I was pretty confident that this was going to be, you know, your make disappear deck was going to be pretty good against deck that plays taps lands plays five drops, mm-hmm. right? But I don't know. I'm I'm going to have to play some of this matchup and I'll get back to you all because I need to I need to get a feel of it. Uh, Lotus yeah. Field, uh, other degenerate garbage. Yeah. It it did it did the thing. It did the thing, and they we did correctly identify that they were going to trim a lot of the fat from that deck. Oh yeah, like uh, um, who was it? Nathan uh, who played against Reed in the quarters. I feel like their sideboard was just like a lot of like non-counterable big creatures that came out of the sideboard that they're just like, mm-hmm. all right, it, like if I can't combo, I'm just gonna beat face with giant dinosaurs or sphinxes and and then go from there. And I think Lair of the Hydra in a lot of these decks was 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 pretty sweet. <laughs> I do love Lair of the Hydra. Mm-hmm. So we had Enigmatic Fires, which can we talk about that deck for a second? Oh yeah, Elish Norn was in it. I want to talk about it. Holy shit. Ah, <laughs> unbelie- unreal. Unreal. Okay. It followed that same basic pattern of fires, free play enigmatic, sacrifice the fires, go get a five drop. And the five drops it was getting were like Kenrith, you know, as mm-hmm. expected. Tulsimir Wolfblood is which, the which great. Yeah. Like, nug something, makes a three three, gains mm-hmm. you some life, all good. And Elishnorn. Elishnorn was an all-star in that deck. My goodness. <laughs> it was very good. And that's another that's another deck that just has like a bunch of triggers, uh, triggered abilities in it. And like I'd be caught I'd warn somebody that wanted to play a deck like that to be cautious. Mm-hmm. And Derek Davis, Derek Davis, and decided that he was gonna just like, oh yeah, all the complexity, all the triggers that I'm wor- that normal people are worried about missing. I'm just gonna it. double them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I can handle I can handle that deck. Hell, you could double the number of triggers in that deck and I'd be fine. And he literally did exactly that. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. And, and like like the Is It Creativity deck, it's yeah, it got top four in a Pro Tour, but it, it's just not like something you can just, like we said, pick up and play and just be like, oh yeah, it, it, got, it did super well in the Pro Tour. I got this. It's just like a lot of these decks, it's like a meta call or just mm-hmm. they're very complex. And it's just a lot of, I feel like a lot of people will pick up <laughs> the, the enigmatic fire uh list and just be like and go oh three because they don't really know how to play it and be like oh this deck sucks how did it go so far i i think that enigmatic fires might have a little more staying power because i remember we were talking about our concern was does the format get faster does it get mm-hmm. lower to the ground mm-hmm. and does that squeeze some stuff out and i think what we found was the opposite we were worried about it getting faster this format increased by a turn right like mm-hmm. i think i think that's this turned this turned into a like we 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 went up a turn games were running a little longer than than you and i expected them to which is big uh, i think in spite of the lists as they are i think that enigmatic fires might have more of a spot going forward especially if everyone's trying to go a little bit bigger Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's the type of deck that doesn't have to infrastructurally change what it is to squeeze a hate piece into it. Very true. Yeah, because I mean, there's a ton of one ofs, like mm-hmm. like ten, like more. Like there's like, there's a shit ton. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you wanna if you wanna clean up on is it creativity, you put one of that the O for the man, 
what's what is his name? The it's something jailer. <laughs> Soulbound jailer. That's probably not right, but we're just gonna. Call we're gonna him that. go with it. <laughs> yeah. I wait. No, their internet. Ha ha. The internet exists. I can just look at them. Look them up. What the internet? Stop it. This is gonna be a fad, Anthony. <laughs> yeah. This thing's this thing's gone. <laughs> And just like give it, give it a year. No one cares. Nope. Soulbound Jailer is not a card that exists. All right, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. And you know what? I'm not editing any of this shit out. No, I'm not editing to make myself look cool or no. like I know what the fuck's we're, going we're on. We're gonna we're gonna find it all on our own. It's Soulless Jailer. Oh wow, I was I was upsettingly close. You're close, but uh, it's the Jailer with no soul. <laughs> the O four. <laughs> I'm just saying, pop. Uh, Pop my chain to the rocks. Go get a soulless jailer. Enjoy the fact that you <laughs> realistically can't use your combo until you answer this four toughness creature. Yep. I um, mean, did 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 Derek Davis just like create birthing pod for Pioneer, but with enchantments? Because this is ba- yeah. Like you just take you just replace enigmatic incarnation with birthing pod, and this is pod from like 2014. <laughs> it does feel an awful lot like that, even to the fact, even to the point that there's a one in a green cantrip that mm-hmm. you then pot away into something impactful. Yeah. Like it's it's not named Elvish Visionary anymore, but what you gonna do? So Enigmatic Fires, I think that there's especially if the format if the PT has given told us, hey, the format is going to exist in the turn five to six range. Mm-hmm. Enigmatic fire seems like a thing that can exist going forward. Is it creativity? I'm hesitant to say that that's a deck that can exist going forward. Uh, mm-hmm. Lotus Field is another big winner of, yes. hey, this format has slowed down. That's a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Other big winners, I'd say, are probably any, uh, like the, the Karn decks, your red-green vehicles and your mono-green. Mm-hmm. They are happy with a slower format so that their big impactful cards can happen. Mm-hmm. And they can be ahead of the curve with their mana dorks. Uh, big losers, big losers of this format, I'd say, are mono white, specifically the card Thalia. Really? Yes. I think that Thalia gets worse. The the longer you expect games to go, the worse Thalia gets. Okay. Just because uh, she's very impactful on two and three and not really impactful on eight. So if turns two and three are half of the game, She's very impactful. Yeah. If turns two and three are 5% of the game, she is much less impactful. So I think that the mono white humans deck is going to be, should be worried that they're going to have to, they're going to eat each other. They're going to try and Mm -hmm. step up and become a little bit bigger Mm because they can. Mm -hmm. And then the bigger mono white humans are going to eat the smaller mono white humans. (laughs) It's a circle of life. (laughs) and it moves us all (laughs) i was gonna go i was gonna go with cannibal holocaust but our oh that's better (laughs) oh my god and i have not seen that movie in a long time i wonder if i could still handle it probably not probably not now (laughs) i got older and then got more empathetic i'll tell you what did it. it was when i just started to consume when i when i consumed molly for the first time i was like oh my god other people have feelings and that was it i was done I was a cool guy, Shadow the Hedgehog anymore. Y'all, y'all remember feelings? I'm starting to have feelings again. 
mono white humans did make it into the top eight mm -hmm. and it seemed to kind of just get gone way over the top of by everything else in this top eight mm -hmm. rakdos mid-range featuring mutavault i mean there are going to be people putting mutavault into the rakdos mid-range deck and not be rewarded for it Cal, you should be happy about this. In the top eight of a Pro Tour, somebody de dealt combat damage with creature type Lurgoyf. Ooh, yeah. And Octopus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the creature types. <laughs> creature type Uncle Istvan. <laughs> Benton Madston finished with uh, Celestia Aura's yep. uh, Lightfoot nonsense deck that just refuses to play magic with the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it it did its thing, and you just asked your opponent to find an answer, and, you know, God forbid you uh, had a, uh, a Glade Cover Scout staring at, at you from across the table, and no Edict effects, because uh, you're going to die to that little elf. <laughs> okay, so the, the top eight was Enigmatic Fires, two Is It Creativities, two Lotus Fields, Celestia Auras, and Mono White Humans. Eventually won by Reed Duke and Is It Creativity? Wild top eight felt like felt like uh, Pioneer got just like a little bit bigger, a little bit slower, mm -hmm. right? All right. While we're on Pioneer, all right. <laughs> I'd like to talk briefly, okay, about the last weekend. Okay, the the from uh, our our trip to that RCQ. It, it was uh, an adventure. Uh, it was an adventure. Yes, yeah, absolutely. for sure. Um, there were some matchups. I played mono green for that one. Mm -hmm. And I know that Kyle, you played red black. Mm -hmm. And there were some matchups that I was putting towards the unwinnable mm -hmm. category that I was just hoping to dodge mm -hmm. that I felt like were not unwinnable at all um specifically i felt really good about like i still think it's you're disadvantaged against uh light paws that celestia aura's deck mm -hmm. but i felt really good in that matchup like i was able to beat it in the swiss and then beat it in top eight as well and my opponent that was playing it was playing pretty tight mm -hmm. it just it feels like I don't like calling that deck Bogles, right? Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, it's it's at its heart. It's not Bogles, mm -hmm. right? It's um, it's very much uh, it's very much an Aura's deck. Like you only have mm -hmm. one hexproof threat in the Glade Cover Scout. Mm -hmm. So traditional removal spells are plenty good against that deck. Yeah, you're not shut out from just one like just you like your fatal pushes and power word kills or just like, you know, shock variants. Like you can still remove creatures. There's only one that, you know, it's just like, oh, if they land this one, you know, you you need edict effects. But, you know, light pause is a really good magic card, but it does die to removal. And same thing with um Shram, right? Shram, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he also uh no matter how many pants that he has on still dies to removal <laughs> still dies to specifically uh fatal push mm -hmm. like he never becomes not fatal pushable in fact you every threat in the deck is you can is push. Fatal push yeah so that's that's what makes me think that that deck has 
a rough, we'll have a rough time with Rakdos mid-range and that a lot of people, if as long as it's being referred to as Bogles, will kind of shortcut that in their brains, right? Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, no, removal spells are not great. He might think removal spells aren't great here. They mm-hmm. are great. Yeah. Like, I I ate an awful lot of light paws. And that's, like, that's the more, honestly, I think that one's the more terrifying threat than mm-hmm. just the Glide Cover Scout. Because, like... It has a toolbox like set of enchantments, not many, but the mm-hmm. reason reason that uh deck runs mana confluence is to get, you know, red or black enchantments for specific reasons and light pause just gets them. Yeah, it's got um it's got hammer hand to make it mm-hmm. so something can't block, and it's got Kaya's ghost form. Kaya's ghost form mm-hmm. is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thing is that even the least interactive deck has the ability to become more interactive post board Mm -hmm. and be able to answer those creatures. I think that this is one of those decks that now that people know what's up, I think it's going to have a really hard time actually continuing to put up results. Uh, My faith faith in Celestial Auras is pretty low. I think that, I think that at the end of the day, it really, if you like, I feel like your game plan against most of the field is hope they don't have it yeah which is and if yeah mm, yeah it's that, that's fair you know if you're playing if you're playing red black and you're playing against celestia auras you need to look at your hand and say do i have two removal spells mm-hmm. if no you need to mulligan mm-hmm. because you don't even need to really be putting on a lot of pressure it doesn't really matter they're not going to be able to like tempo you out right they're no, gonna like- they're they're going to go. Mm-hmm. They do one thing. They do it really well, but they still just do one thing. And it's not like they have, uh, they're not going to go wide. They're just going to go really, really tall. Mm-hmm. So if you can, if you can just like fatal, like you keep the, you keep the fatal push hands because mm-hmm. they're good. Yeah. I'd even like, I'd, I'd keep some, some pretty mediocre hands if I had double fatal push. Yeah, against against up. auras, yeah, definitely. And it just like like you said, it just comes down to the uh you the boggles player just being like, if I have it, I have it. If I don't, I don't. And then, you know, you being the rack like me being the Rakdos player in that situation is just like, all right, I've two lands, double fatal push. If there's a glade cover cover scout, awesome, but I can literally remove everything else. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are not red black, you need to have a plan yes. for this deck. <laughs> yeah. You need to have a plan for this deck. And Invoke the Winds is a pretty cool plan. Ooh, ooh, spicy, yeah. (laughs) I like that if you're in one of these very blue decks. Mm -hmm. Your Leyline Bindings are a good plan. Mm -hmm. And if you are playing Mono Green, I'm talking to you right now. Fucking quit it (laughs) with this goddamn 15-card cardboard. Fucking quit it, stop mono it. green players. Stop. stop. You don't need 15 cards. Play like a 12 card cardboard and make sure you have access to Voracious Hydra. Yes. Oh my god, yes. This is the 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 time period where you needed to have a spread so you could answer all these unknown factors. That was over months ago, but we now have had a PT. So mm-hmm. you need to accept that that time is over now. Yep. You know what you're playing against. You know what you're doing. You know you have 12 slots. Get God Pharaoh statue the fuck out of your lists. 
cut it seriously where yeah. when are you getting that it's, it's who's too getting, big too clunky yeah who's getting surprised by who's getting like blown out by god pharaoh statue nobody who is allowing you you there's there's all of the decks that you were accelerating karn minus get god power statue play god pharaoh statue go those decks that let that you were able to get that far ahead out they're not part of this format anymore no they're dead you mm-hmm. killed them they gone <laughs> so you that's not a realistic best case scenario for you anymore your realistic best case scenario is stone brain you need mm-hmm. to you need to be prudent with your choices for your Karn board if you really need that if you really need that reckoner bank buster play the reckoner bank buster that's fine but make room for two to three voracious hydras you need to answer them for mono white you need to answer them for mono white you need to answer the bogles creatures you mm-hmm. can't let them run away with you i got to i've got i was able to eat gigantha twice yeah. mm-hmm. in those gigantha decks are, are are a thing now it, when it's not uh like it's not just the gruel decks anymore like bogles is gonna play gigantha like and i 100 percent agree with you with voracious hydra just because especially with boggles becoming more of a thing and you played against it at that um rcq not only can it be removal but let's say the Boggles player is just running really hot and they have the Glade Cover Scout and it's ginormous. You can make a ginormous blocker. Yeah. I had I had it against somebody, uh, the model white player that went really, really mm-hmm. tall on a singular Thalia's lieutenant. And I was just like, I can't really eat this. I can't even trade for it. Do I want to trade for something else? Do I want to eat something else and call it a day? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no. I'll just make an 18 power, an 18, yep. 19 Hydra. <laughs> like, all right, attack through, see what happens. And all of a sudden it didn't remove their Thalia's Lieutenant, but it effectively took that out. Yeah. I was not chump blocking that. It was no longer the abyss for me, mm-hmm. which was nice. And Hey, you know, just a quick, quick kudos for me to you. You had no favorable matchups in that RCQ I really fucking didn't. Yeah, it was just every single round, uh, Swiss top eight finals, bad matchup, but you got there. Yeah. Pioneer's just not... your format, bud. Like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, fingers crossed that the uh, that season four is just going to be a real short season for me because right yep. now I have played two total Pioneer RCQs. And won both. I, I won both of them <laughs> and I had not lost a match in either of them. Which is insane. Yeah, 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 insane. <laughs> Literally across these two events, a hundred percent match win rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pioneer Sweet. I think that after this Pro Tour, it looks sweeter. It yeah. looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It really does. It showcased how good the format is too. How open it it can be as well. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, hey, it's five decks. Like, no, you can play a bunch of stuff and and have success. And you know, I'm I'm really happy that pioneer is has was showcased at a pro tour i'm happy that like more like different decks are being showcased and i'm excited for for this next season of rcq because as much as i love modern i'm the modern guy pioneer has just been super fun to play in like i've had so much Mm -hmm. fun in these rcqs and and change is fun change is fun yeah change is fun like it's okay you can uh, you're allowed to have a different flavor of hot pocket (laughs) that's it's all right you can do it Mm -hmm. you're allowed to put the character jethro gibbs next to your snape in your avatar photo 
oh no, I've watched a video on the Snape wives, and one of them betrayed Snape for Jethro Gibbs. And honestly, I don't know if you've read about this story, but no. um, it's all consuming. <laughs> it's 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 so much. Oh well, the the Reader's Digest version of it is that uh, uh, a group of women decided that they were all polygamously married to the ephemeral spirit of the fictional character severus snape wow what (laughs) these are the rabbit holes you go down (laughs) yeah i love video essays so much (laughs) this one was four hours long my word (laughs) yeah but it was very informative you got to hear a lot of stuff about the snape wives and not making fun of the snape wives you do you like god bless it i have a great i hope you have a I hope you have a great time. That sounds like a blast. You seem very happy with Snape and or Jethro Gibbs from NCIS. Although that was definitely a point of contention. There was a fight over posters after Jethro Gibbs got involved. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow, what a tangent I've taken us on. (laughs) What a journey. (laughs) Well, any closing thoughts on uh, Pro Tour, the Pioneer format, any of that? I'm so happy. I'm so stoked to play Pioneer some more. Like I really am. Same. I'm so fucking excited. Like I, I, I just, it's so, it's such a fun format. And honestly, I'm. This was the the best te- testament we had of like how fun uh, Pioneer is. We brought our friend Ty with us. They really don't play Pioneer that much. After that, they top aided, and they're just like, "Hey, Pioneer's pretty fun." And we're just Anthony and I are just sitting there going, "We told you, it's so much fun." <laughs> You just yep. gotta play it. Next up, standard, motherfuckers. I'm gonna get both of y'all playing standard. Hey, I, I will tell you this. My knobby knee boy is seeing playing Jund. I saw I saw a list with him and I was like, fuck, am I gonna have to buy Kyle Fogo? A, and a, I was like a three to four of. Yep. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, man, if this happens, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a own I'm gonna do it. Like this, I hope I'm I'm cheering. Oh, for I'm gonna him, do it, Batman. <laughs> All right, we had the Pro Tour, but we also got some sneak previews on the new standard set that's coming out. March of the Machine spoilers uh, have been shown to us, and I'm pretty hyped for it. Like, it looks really cool. Yeah, I like this set in Pokemon where they put two Pokemon next to each other. (laughs) Oh no, has Magic become Pokemon? (laughs) Like, yeah, but like in a good way, Pokemon was (laughs) arguably a better competitive game than Magic for a while. Eh. (laughs) I'm a I'm a Pokemon boomer. I liked the first two games and I will never like be the same. Like, (laughs) oh, I was just thinking the card game. That too. (laughs) I forgot that Pokemon video games existed. I'm going to be totally honest (laughs) with you. Really? Yeah. So that's a different thing than the Final Fantasy, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> they're they're both RPGs, but interesting. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm learning about you're learning about Snape Wives. I'm learning about video I'm games about and Pokemon. Video games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not 2K. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. The first Pokemon that's up. Uh Yeah, number 1 Pokemon, Jin Kataxius. That's it. That's the name of the card. There's no Jin Kataxias comma. It's just Jin dash Kataxias. It is a modal double face card. Uh, it is legendary for Praetor. Three blue, blue, five, five with ward two. 
Whenever you cast a non-creature spell with mana value three or greater, draw a card. Then it has an activated ability of three and a blue. Exile Jin Cataxius, then return it to the battlefield transformed under its owner's control. Activate only as a sorcery and only if you have seven or more cards in hand. And the backside is a saga, the Great Synthesis. Chapter one, draw cards equal to the number of cards in your hand. You have no maximum hand size for as long as you control the Great Synthesis. Chapter two, return all non-Phyrexian creatures to their owner's hands. Chapter 3, you may cast any number of spells from your hand without paying their mana costs. Exile the Great Synthesis, then return it to the battlefield. That is a mouthful, but uh, you're the blue mage. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) This card sucks, man. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's good. Like, I just, it's one of those happy, yeah, it's one of those happy Christmas land cards. And I think this, if you want to play Jinkataxis Tribal, you got a commander for it now. Like, go for sure, it. Yeah. yeah. But overall, it's constructed. Eh. Like, I mean, like, magic's so different than it was a while back, like, even just five years ago. And this is the type of card that it just does so many things mm-hmm. that the chances that any of them are good enough is high enough that, like, you know, this card's only five mana. So, like, I don't think this card's particularly good. I don't think you should really have a, like, I don't think there's really a good plan for play this, do all of the things it does, but there's definitely like, there's, there's a chance that any one of those things that it does is good enough that it Mm -hmm. might see some play. I doubt it though. Yeah. I feel like the only reason this would see constructed play is mainly it's a five five for five with war two, and then you have added value. Whenever you cast a non creature spell with mana value three or greater, you get to draw a card. So I think maybe in a control shell or just like some you know big blue deck, it could see some value. And I think for those two lines of text, just the ward and the draw card clause, it could see play in in standard depending on what else we get. But overall, I'm kind of like, eh, it's cool, but I just don't really think it's that great. Yeah, I don't think this card's very good. But uh, going to one I actually think could see some play is uh, we got a Heliod. And for spoilers with this uh, March of the Machines set, uh, it's everywhere. The Phyrexians are invading literally everywhere. So we're going to see creatures and legendaries and legendary creatures and planeswalkers from all over the multiverse. Uh, So we got a new Heliod. It's another modal double face card. It's a Heliod, the Radiant Dawn, two white, white, legendary enchantment creature god, 4-4, and uh, when Heliod, the Radiant Dawn, enters the battlefield, return target enchantment card that isn't a god from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, It has an activated ability 3 and a Phyrexian blue. Transform Heliod, the Radiant Dawn, activate only as a sorcery. And on the flip side, it's Heliod, the Warped Eclipse, legendary enchantment creature Phyrexian god. Uh, And it's a 4-6. It says you may cast spells as though they had flash. And spells you cast cost one less to cast for each card your opponent your opponents have drawn this turn. And notably, it's one of the first gods we've seen without indestructible from like the OG uh, Theros um, yeah. cycle. So there's that, but I think it's a pretty sweet card. I think because of the backside and the activated ability is pretty cheap, I think it can see... Uh, some play and there are a decent amount of really good enchantments that you can get back from your graveyard 
constructed playable card or a Mancer Go. <laughs> no, I think that this card is um I think this card is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing I'm seeing that's making me think that this is the type of card that sees a lot of constructed play, but it's cost reduction is a whole thing. You can put mm -hmm. cost reduction on some stinkers. And, and they'll see play, yeah. And they'll see some play. But your odds of being able to play this, get some value with it, and then if you untap with it, it does some some more stuff that takes over a game mm -hmm. is a tried and true is a tried and true formula for a playable card, right? Mm -hmm. Like think about Omnath, like four four color Omnath, mm -hmm. right? It was a four mana four four that came into play, drew a card, mm -hmm. and if you untapped with it, you were going to do some damage. Yep. Is raise deading an enchantment the same as drawing a card? Absolutely not. Is paying three and two life the same as just untapping with it? Absolutely not. Is giving your stuff flash and making it cost less one at a, one mana at a time the same thing as getting four mana, gaining four life, and dealing four to a bunch of stuff? No, but things don't have to be Omnath yeah. to be yeah, good. That bar is pretty high. And honestly, I'm kind of happy this is well below that bar because four, yeah. four mana Omnath was, was mm -hmm. a hell of a card. But um, I, honestly, I just think this works really well with Sagas. Uh, and that's that's good enough for me. And like you said, cost reduction mm -hmm. and having yes. giving all your stuff flash is, is, is pretty good. Overall, decent. There's always the chance that that four mana enchantment tribal deck, the green white enchantment deck, there's always a chance that this mm -hmm. sees play in that as an ability to just like yeah, get yeah. back your, get back some of your impactful enchantments, get mm -hmm. back um, stuff like that. And then if you flip it, that's, that's just gravy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Anthony, it gets back spirited companion. Listen, I have seen pet cemetery. Player. I know how this goes. <laughs> Churchill. no. <laughs> Oh, remember when that child got hit by a truck? <laughs> Heliod, no. Don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> why is Heliod right. running over this Heliod, child no, with his truck? And why did they let him so close to the road? Oh, my God. Is that how Elspeth died? All we know is that Heliod killed her, Oh, my her, God. Right? Stop. That's what they're not telling us. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't know. We don't know how. Maybe she's like, oh, I dropped the ball. Go into the street. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Sad. Anyways, uh, we spoke about Omnath briefly. Uh, Anthony. Yes. They got Omnath old Gusher been hands. Completed. Omnath's Good. been completed. I don't like the idea of him hanging around like a four-armed, five-armed, flying purple people leader <laughs> sort of Damocles. <laughs> hanging over my head, threatening to ruin other formats. So I'm happy that he's out of the way. I will only say this card mm -hmm. looks cool because we have a bit of a surprise later. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Omnath, Locus of All. It's five colors. We've completed the meme cycle. Uh, we have a Omnath of all color combinations. But this has a little twist. Because it's, it's Wooburg, so it's white, blue, black, red, and green. But the black mana symbol is Phyrexian Black. So you can play it for four and two life. It is a 4-4 four, four Phyrexian Elemental. And if you would lose unspent mana, that mana becomes black instead. 
At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, look at the top card of your library. You may reveal that card if it has three or more colored mana symbols in it, in its mana cost. Uh, if you do, add three mana in any combination of its colors and put it into your hand. If you don't reveal it, put it into your hand. Now that's a lot. It's word soup. And as Anthony said, we are going to do a actual segment on this one. So we're going to hold off on this, but just wanted to, to, to talk about it and just tell you that old gutcher hands got, got <laughs> good, good. He deserves it. He was mean, <laughs> but we do have a planeswalker in this set. And I'm pretty excited because I love her. Chandra's hopes beacon. So four, Red, red. Legendary Planeswalker, Chandra. Static ability, everyone's favorite. Uh, whenever you cast the instant or sorcery spell, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. This ability triggers only once each turn. Plus two, add two mana in any combination of colors. Plus one, exile the top five cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may cast an instant or sorcery spell from among those exiled cards. And then minus X. Chandra Hope's Beacon deals X damage to each of up to two targets, and it starts at five loyalty. Anthony, go. <laughs> this card is either very, very good or very, very bad. And that depends entirely on how many copies of Wedding Announcement your opponent has in their deck. Interesting. I th- like I'm looking at this from a standard perspective, of course, mm-hmm. and saying, of course, and saying, hey, this card can deal four to two things and survive. Yeah, that's actually very, very good. And that's a really good thing. That is a board wipe a lot of the time in this standard mm-hmm. format. The only time it's really not is if they're doing that mono white thing where they're just playing a bunch of shitty one ones and they're kind mm-hmm. of uh, using wedding announcement to kind of go really wide. That has the ability to pressure Chandra. Mm-hmm. So you can't just tick her up and consistently you're going to untap with her but you also aren't at a, in a spot where you can safely minus her and wipe their board so mm-hmm. the upside of this chandra is that you can play her plus her for two mana and then like use a kill spell and kill two things with it mm-hmm. which is pretty nice i think that this card is very good i think that this card is significantly worse against your wedding announcement decks yeah i, I would agree and it it's just one of those cards where just looking at it raw power level it's it's very powerful it it has a lot of text it does a lot of really impactful things but I, i'm i'm on the same spot where it's like it's either really really good or just it just doesn't see play and it being six mana i think is is pretty tough but i i will say i do like the design space of having planeswalkers that don't have an ultimate i love it i i really enjoy that where it's just like Eat like every single one of her loyalty abilities you can use and impact the board or impact the game. It's not like, all right, there's one or maybe two on a planeswalker that you will use uh, throughout this game. And the ultimate is just like, you know, if it works out, it's great. You're probably already winning the game. This, like every single one of the abilities mm-hmm. you can use and they're very impactful. So I hope it's good. I, it's really cool. I love the art. I love the the design of it, but we shall see. Yeah, I uh, agree. I don't like the plus one draw a card or similar effect, minus three, mm-hmm. remove a creature or similar effect, minus eight, mm-hmm. win the game pattern that they were sticking to for a while post, yeah. post Jace the Mind Sculptor, where they were like really scared mm-hmm. to mess around with that design space too much. 
I'm glad they got mm-hmm. the fuck over that and started printing interesting stuff. And I'm really happy that they made Planeswalkers less generically good and more specifically good. Yes. I like that um, this Chandra isn't asking, isn't just asking you to be playing red. Like Chandra Torture mm-hmm. Defiance even was just saying, hey, be playing red. Play red. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And now the only determination is curve and power level. Mm-hmm. I like the new stretch of Planeswalker design where they've said, hey, you need to be in these colors and kind of want to do this thing in order for this card mm-hmm. to be good enough, which I, I like an awful lot. I think that's great. Yep. I'm going to play with this card, by the way. Oh, I I, I, I 100% would think you would. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's kind of... <laughs> It's like the plus two is like the red version of Big Teferi's plus one. Like it's not as good because it's only till it's just Manamorphose as a plus two. But I mean, this this card is sick. Like you 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 get rewarded for playing instant of sorcery spells. Yeah, like, I'm going love doing that. I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to play this card. I'm going to plus it, and then I'm going to cast a go for the throat and kill two things. Awesome, awesome. I love it. <laughs> All right, the next card, uh, I'm pretty sure just going to read it, and I think you and I are going to have the same feelings. Uh, it's Breach the Multiverse, five black black sorcery. Each player mills 10 cards. For each player, choose a creature or planeswalker card in that player's graveyard. Put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. Then each creature you control becomes a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. I, I think it's just another cool commander card. Is this good in Commander? Maybe. I don't know. People will play it in that format. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, but I've also witnessed people playing cards that were literally not even magic cards in that format. I've, w- I've watched people like <laughs> play with proxies that are just like very clearly printed out, but they're proxies of shit they found in like Google Images. And I'm like, that's not a magic card. They're like, yeah, it's a proxy. And I was like, no, a proxy proxies or stands in for an existing magic card. <laughs> What you're doing, this is not even a real magic card. It's a fake magic card that is not even a real card. It's a proxy of a fake card. Like, stop yeah. it. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, probably people will play it. I, I don't know. This, this card nah, seems... I just don't think it's good. Seems cool. Seven mana, get two creatures. Seems sweet. Does it have to be from among the milled creatures? Or can it be anything in their graveyard? Just in that player's graveyard. So, just anything. You can mail and then if there's something something already in there you can get it or if something new comes in you can get it there um uh, real quick real quick yeah um yeah. if you mill an emrakul the aeons torn with this you can put it into play really yeah the emrakul trigger won't resolve until this spell's done resolving Ooh, yeah Ooh, that's kind of cool <laughs> just will it be good but aspiring spike i don't know that yet yeah, that that is that is very very true <laughs> Going to good cards, Yuta Takahashi's world championship card that he helped design, Fairy Mastermind. Oh my god, I love this card. It's a one and a blue, two one, fairy rogue. Flash flying, whenever an opponent draws their second card each turn, you draw a card. An activated ability of pay three and a blue, each player draws a card. This seems like an Anthony card. (laughs) Yeah, it seems great. Like, this card seems very cool. There's really nothing in standard that's punishing you for playing one toughness flyers. Mm Mm-mm. So seems pretty free. If you want to be doing something like this, this seems pretty great. This seems like a very, very good card in older formats where you can be pretty confident mm-hmm. your opponent is going to trigger it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I like this. I'd, I'd say that this is a pretty good invitational card power level. 
I'd say it's probably yes. a little bit worse than Paulo Vitor. Yeah, because pa- Paulo's card was just like good overall. You know, mm-hmm. like it it it's disruption. It's a flyer. It's a three one. It's pretty much a clock. I think this one, the power level is really good. I think it'll see play in older formats, and I, I think it's I think this one's a little more specific with this power level. Yes. But overall, I think it looks awesome. I think it's a really cool design card. I love the art for it, and yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. It's one of those invitational cards that's pretty good and not one of those where it's just really really bad <laughs> which what's a bad one name a bad one yeah it was the one from guild pack i don't even know the name of it but it was just really really bad <laughs> it was a rakdos card oh boo boo i'd like to read the i'd like to read the next one go for it the next one is yargle and multani three black black green for a legendary creature frog spirit elemental its power toughness is eighteen sixth. That is the end of the rules text. But I am going to. Do you want to? Do you want to do the? You want me to do the first line? You do the second line. Yes, please. I've heard much about you from my daughter, Multani Rumbled. There was a time when I'd balk at your aid, Phantom, but she has shown me the merit in Urborg's strange ways. <laughs> Replied Yargle. <laughs> I love this card so much. Is it good? No. Is it bad? Probably. Is it goofy? Yes, and that's why I love it. <laughs> I can't I can't think of a way to play this, but god damn it, I'm going to try. I know. It's just it I mean, it's real big. Like there are probably going to be some people playing it and sometimes it gets there, but it's just a it's a 6 mana 186 with nothing else, but just the type alone. Frog Spirit Elemental. I mean, the type lines in this set are going to be fucking crazy. <laughs> um, Nahiri at seven can put this into play and attack with it. The one from um... Phyrexian Nahiri? Really? Yeah, her zero can, if she's at seven loyalty, can put this into play and oh, attack with okay. it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's a lot of loyalty, though. <laughs> I mean, that, that card is consistently putting... Uh, Grief and uh, is consistently putting fury and solitude into play in modern right now. Really? Yeah. I, I haven't seen that at all. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's cool. Uh, um, the, the word consistently is doing a lot of lifting here for me. A lot of lifting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, again, Spike will play it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw it in a Spike list, so that's, yeah. that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right speaking of crazy type lines uh the next one it's another as, as the design team was calling it team up cards it's a uh, galta and maverin it's the ixalan team up <laughs> dinosaur vampire twelve twelve for three double green double white trample whenever you attack choose one create a tapped and attacking xx green dinosaur creature token with trample where X is the greatest power among other attacking creatures, and create X11 white vampire creature tokens with lifelink, where X is the number of other attacking creatures. Uh, this can be put into play with three mana Soren from M20. <laughs> Get wrecked, nerd. <laughs> it is technically a vampire. <laughs> That's funny. We don't think... But this card seems fun. We don't, we don't think that this is going to see any play, is it? No, it's going to be a meme card or a commander. It'll definitely see playing commander. Commander loves dinosaurs. Sure. But, sure. you know, a 12-12 for seven, 
you know, it's, it's pretty cool whenever you attack. So you can just play this and attack with a bunch of other creatures and get a trigger. Mm, okay. So, okay. I was, so I think that's why it'll see more play than we think. It's not just when it attacks. So as long as you play this, you don't, you know, it doesn't have to have a haste or, or wait for your next combat phase. It just says whenever you attack, so you can still get a trigger, but overall I, I think it'll be a meme card in the vampire, like pioneer or historic decks. And it'll see playing commander, but I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that that's Anthony's consensus on it. Meh. Yeah, all right, I guess. Like uh, <laughs> this thing costs seven mana, and it doesn't do anything on ETB. And it's Selesnia, so you're yeah, just like, you're eh, putting eh. you're putting Razor Verge Thicket in your deck. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Wrong. All right, but speaking of a another team up card, uh, I really like this card. It's Drana and Linvala. Oh, ooh and uh, woo. Ooh and woo. Yes. <laughs> it's a one white, white, black. So four mana for a three, four vampire angel. Flying vigilance. Activated abilities of creatures your opponent control can't be activated. And Drana and Linvala has all activated abilities of all creatures your opponents control. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to activate those abilities. This is it's it's a dangerously close to a strict upgrade on Linvala Keeper of Silence. Yes, That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Remember when that card was super playable? <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what, it would be playable still today if only you had the ability to steal the activated abilities you were shutting down. Whoa! <laughs> um, no, I think this card's good. Yeah, I, I like it. It's just like it's it's a hate bear type card. You know, four mana for a three, four flying vigilance blocks super well. It's a clock hates on your opponent and you can steal all the activated abilities, which is, you know, I think just overall solid card and it'll see play. And uh, for the last one, I saved this for last because, oh my God, Anthony, every time I look at this card, I'm like, this, this is, this isn't real. Like this, this is a meme card. Like, nope, it's real. And I'm going to play it. I don't care if it's bad or not. I think it's good, but Thalia and the Gitrock monster. Holy shit. One colorless, white, black, and a green. 4-4, four, four, human frog horror. Legendary creature. First strike, death touch. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Creatures and non-basic lands your opponent control enter the battlefield tapped. And when it attacks, sacrifice a creature or a land, then draw a card. What do you think? This card, this card's, this card's good, I think. That That's how I feel. Like, it's just, I, I think for the simple fact that you know, like the hate part of it, like the Thalia part where uh, creatures and non-basic lands come to play tapped, that can be somewhat relevant. It is a four drop, so it's not like hating on your opponent super early, but you want to play this in like a like a Maverick style deck, I feel, where you like you can sacrifice creatures or lands and, and get value from it and play a bunch of impactful lands. But the fact that it's a four, four for four with first strike and death touch Really, really good. Yeah, I mean, we can see in standard right now that Glissa Glissa's doing work, doing yeah. first strike death touch, and that that is a that is not just a thing that you play if you're in Golgari, but it's actively mm-hmm. a draw to Golgari, and mm-hmm. we can. So I have some experience of how much of a problem the first strike death touch combo can be in this standard. Mm-hmm. So I think that is relevant text on this. Because first strike death touch, if you think back to like scars block, that didn't matter so much. Mm-hmm. That wasn't such a big deal. And we know that creatures and non-basic lands your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped. That effect has been impactful. The 
three mana Thalia, that effect has been impactful in every mm-hmm. single format it's been in. Yes. Especially when you go further back, non-basic lands coming into play tapped is is much more impactful and mm-hmm. can can really, you know, mess up with your game plan. Oh yeah, even right now in standard, making your non-basics mm-hmm. come, come into play tapped is really bad. It's like that's a really that's a really punishing thing. Because you're playing those slow lands, you're playing the pain lands because you really mm-hmm. want to be able to cast your five, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. So being able to to tag those is a, is a big deal. And then the notably the sacrifice a creature or land is not optional. You have to do it. Well, yeah, most of the time you just would do it anyway. Yeah, I don't think I, that this. I I'm I'm not positive that this is a top end of an aggro deck type of card. It might be. It probably is. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like you 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 give up the fact that you might not get to play additional lands each turn, but mm-hmm. you can just like play two, sacrifice the worst one on attack and cycle a land into a card. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I and look with this and Tyvar from the last set, I don't care how bad it is. I'm building like an Abzan mid-range deck in like most formats. Like this just ugh, I love it. It's just, it's a human frog horror creature type line. Hilarious. It's just all you're riding a big frog monster. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah, you can you can um, attack with Thalia and the Get Trug Monster, sacrifice your cantrip dog, and then minus the Tyvar to put it back into play. You've just drawn so many cards that turn. Mm. Oh, oh, Anthony, I can attack with this and, and sack Flagstones of Trocare. <laughs> It's real bad, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, these spoilers all look all look very sweet. I have not yes. seen anything that immediately jumps out at me as oh my god, this is this is an immediate constructed playable. Now I tend to personally undervalue threats and overvalue answers a little bit, mm-hmm. so this looks pretty uniquely to be a bunch of threats. But that's how spoilers go. They tend to produce the big splashy threats first and then show us the rest of it later. But I haven't seen like a Sphinx's revelation thing that I'm like, this is it. This is a big thing Mm -hmm. that's going to matter. I I think they're holding those back. And this is this is a very big set and like not only size, but just, you know, what they're trying to tackle, because like we're going to pretty much every plane we have ever been to in the history of magic. Mm-hmm. Like w- they've shown artwork for it. They haven't shown the cards, but there's a bunch of invasion cards where it's like invasion of Alara and invasion of Mercadia invasion of, uh, Lorwyn. Like we're going back to pretty much every plane that we possibly can. So sick. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for it. Uh, uh, it sounds really cool. You know, hopefully the story is an ass, um, but I'm, I'm pretty excited for the lore aspect of it, but, I feel like there's going to be quite a few really, really good cards in this set. Yeah, I bet. I bet we're going to see some pretty cool stuff that's going to make its way in. I'm pretty excited about the prospect of seeing what the rest of this cycle of uh, Praetors that flip into Sagas is going to look like. Yeah, because we are getting all, all five. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm pretty excited to see. Hopefully Urbrask won't be terrible. Because... <laughs> I feel like he was the worst from the the newer ones. Yeah, that card is going to cost uh, three mana on the front side, and I'm going to be so mad about it. (laughs) 
calling it now. You heard it here f- first, folks. Three mana herb rest. It's coming in March. In March of the Messenge. Messenge? Machine. March of the Messenge. Math, 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 I can't talk to that. That but, ends uh, with yeah. look. So, for our guessing game segment today, we are going to do it a little bit different. We are going to be doing uh, a guessing game we call Hit or Whiff. And the little twist, the Shyamalan twist, Shanimalan twist. <laughs> oh, Shyamalan twist. Oh, man, he got us. Yeah. He twisted all he of us. twisted us up. <laughs> is that we are going to start off with the card name. The card name is Omnath, Locus of All. The thing we're going to be guessing today is I am going to be guessing if Kyle thinks this card is a hit or a whiff based on mm-hmm. what I know about Kyle. <laughs> and Kyle is going to be guessing if this card is a hit or a whiff based on what he knows about me. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's going first? You you want to you go first? See if uh, I... Kind of pick my brain. Yeah. See see how I'm thinking about it. All right. So let me go ahead and pull the card up real quick. Omnath, Locus of All. As a reminder, Omnath, Locus of All is blue, white, Phyrexian, black, red, green. If you lose unspent mana, that mana becomes black instead. Look at the top card of your library. Reveal that if it has three or more colored mana symbols. So absorb um sort of thing you get to add three mana of any combination of its colors and put it into your hand if you don't reveal it and put it into your hand so this is a four mana that if you untap with it you get to at the very least draw another card every turn so i expect that kyle would say that this card in regards to standard and pioneer is probably going to be a hit just on it being a one-sided howling mine every turn if you untap with it that also makes it so that you can just build up a bunch of mana over time i think that's a lot i think he would feel like that's a lot of upsides and it's not asking a whole lot, especially in formats where your removal spells aren't as uh, low to the ground and uh, efficient. Okay. I'm, I'm going to preface this with, I hope I'm proven wrong. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a whiff. Oh, really? I, I, I think we read this card... And go, oh wow! It does a lot of stuff. Like it has a lot of text. Like you can store up a lot of black mana. Like you can draw a card every turn. But I think the main thing you said was you have to untap with it. Sure. Yeah. To get any kind of value, and I really don't know how impactful you just storing black mana is. And I think they did that for a reason because, like, what what are you gonna cast? Like it's a five color card. You're not going to be mono black and playing on that. Sure, sure. And you know you can like you can look at the card even if you don't reveal it and get the mana. You can just draw a card. Yeah, that's really good. But again, we were looking at four color Omnath, the one before this, and like you still had to untap with that. But that was just a you have a four four on turn four and it draws a card. Mm-hmm. And then if you untap with it, just you're going to town. 
I don't see it when I see this card. All right. And yeah, I'm I'm more inclined to it being a whiff. Uh, I would love to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. I love the art. I love how it how it is. I'm I'm glad they made a five color Omnath. I think people will play it in Commander. Yeah, as as they do. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with a whiff. All right. So I guessed Kyle would say it was a hit. Kyle said it was a whiff. All right. Now with everything that you said, and the way I know you, and you're very big on things doing stuff impacting the board immediately like ETBs or just have something that, you know, you don't have to untap with. And I know you do like to draw cards and this is a weird way of saying draw, draw cards. It doesn't actually say draw a card. You just put it into your hand. So you can get card advantage through Narset. So I know you'll at least be annoyed by this card, (laughs) but honestly, like, and we, we, we've talked a lot about four color Omnath and how impactful that has been in pretty much every format besides pioneer. Uh, but honestly, I'm going to go with the same. I think, I think you'll think it's a whiff. Uh, okay. So are we both wrong (laughs) in, in, in the context of standard and pioneer? I actually think this card is a hit. Okay. I think that, I think that it is, pretty especially in standard it's pretty common to un be able like being able to untap with your four drop is not unheard Mm -hmm. of right we know that if like the format scrunched down really hard Mm -hmm. around being able to make it so your opponent does not untap with shieldred and it happens a lot Mm -hmm. yes now you had fabled passage to trigger omnath previously and even Mm -hmm. with fable like the four color omnath previously and even with Fabled Passage, you weren't necessarily getting a lot of value out of untapping with him. Like, because there were only four copies of Fabled Passage. It wasn't like the Fetchland mm-hmm. thing. I think with this, being able to play this at four mana, and then on your opponent's end step, if they're not removing it, any leftover mana you have, tap your lands, bank it, untap, main phase, look at your top card, reveal it, don't reveal it. It goes into your hand. Mm-hmm. You've drawn a card. You draw from this. Maybe it's given you some extra mana to work with, but all of a sudden you can untap with this and then just do something horrendous. Like we have some really impactful X spells in standard right now. Can you imagine just like untap with this with whatever other mana you had left? Because you're you're only risking the four mana and a card. And worst case mm-hmm. scenario, they one per one you. And then if they mm-hmm. just like let you, they're just like looking at a make disappear or something like that. You can leave that mana up and you don't have to spend it until it's time to go. Then you just bank all the mana on this on their end step, untap, and I don't know, White Sun's Twilight, you know, Blue yeah, Sun's um, Twilight. Blue Sun's, yeah. What are, what are, what are the other ones do? Shit, Red Sun's Twilight is not a That thing. destroys artifacts. So that's more of like a hate piece. Uh, Green Sun's Twilight, you can just just do it for five and a green and just put a land and a creature into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black sun's twilight. You like, I think this works really well with that, which is the unspent mana mm-hmm. and you can just remove something and reanimate something. So I think that this is the standard games tend to go very long. And mm-hmm. I think right now, and I think that being able to untap and just, just expel somebody Mm-hmm. Like it's going to that's that's a thing that's going to happen. Whether it's good enough is to be seen. But I think that the 
the downside of this card, you untap with it once and it has replaced itself. Mm -hmm. If you untap with it twice, it's card advantage. If you untap with it once, it also presents a humongous mana advantage. Yeah. Like, because it doesn't care if it's the mana that it got from its ability or anything. It just needs it to be any color of mana. And we saw Mono Green Omnath did Mono Green Omnath things with not letting you lose mana. It just made it colorless instead of black. Mm -hmm. Would this card be more powerful if it kept all the mana colors? Absolutely. But tracking that would be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And they said that, like, when they revealed that, that. They they had that at first and it was just a nightmare. Oh really? Yeah, they're just like oh, tracking so the rest of the uns, unspent mana. It was just uh, it, they literally said it was a nightmare. So they should like, hey, uh, let's just do black mana. And they were talking about we wanted to do it five colors, and but we wanted like the Phyrexian aspect. And they're like, oh, let's just do uh, Phyrexian black mana. And it's like aesthetically, it worked perfectly because the Phyrexian mana right in the middle, it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, like from a design point standpoint, like it looks it looks awesome, but like I said, uh, I, 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 I hope to be proven wrong on this card, but I don't know. Like I'm, I'm kind of wary with, with it, but like overall, I think it's a, a powerful card, but I, I don't know. I, I'll probably get proven wrong. Who knows? <laughs> Signing off from Lexington. I'm Kyle. I'm Anthony. And until next week, do us a favor. Stay trashy, my friends. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton and makes it easier for other players like you to hear what we have to say. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Peanut.fm, and iHeartRadio. One of those was not real, but we'll never tell. It was Peanut, wasn't it? Oh, shut the fuck up.